0: good morning what's good everybody buckeye roast friday we made it it's friday it's been a long week but hey y'all we here And I got my guy Ron. We excited. I see the chat early. Shout out to guy Wayne. He was the first one in here. So, every time you're the first one in the chat, you're going to get a shout out. So, shout out to him. It's Friday. We got Mailbag. We got D Line. We got a lot of stuff going on. Ron, how's it going?
1: Pretty good. Pretty good. It is my Saturday because I took off today. So, after this show, your boy is officially done for the week. This is my last piece of work. So, it is the weekend for your boys, so I am doing well. Uh,
0: I'm glad one of us gets to, you know, brush it off during the. During Go the fuck
1: yourself. You're not even working right now. So <laughs> I don't even want to hear that, Mr. fucking. I'm in between jobs, so let me just <laughs> kick it. One yeah, must be <laughs> nice. Must be nice. Full time YouTuber. It's the dream. One day I'll get there. One day I'll get there. Yeah, you have a full-time mover, more like it. <laughs> <laughs> 2K on my car
0: yesterday. So I need a job. You're,
1: you're nomad Q <laughs> out here moving around. You live 15 yeah. minutes from the Woody and 15 minutes from the Rose Bowl. Must be nice. Yeah, I do, yeah.
0: I do this for a living. Isn't it nice to just talk on oh, talk on the tubes? What's good? I see the chat bumming this morning. What's good, y'all? Y'all in here was good, Craig. I see you. Happy Friday to everybody. I see a one. Everybody in here. So, yeah, man, like I said, uh, we got D-Line today. It's going to hold up a bulk of the talk. We got some mailbag questions. Um, Like I said yesterday, I will say it every morning. What's going on, y'all? If y'all for the show, if y'all have anything y'all like, criticisms, comments, anything you want to add, anything you want us to try out, let us know. Surely take that
1: input. We'd appreciate it. If you and, think um, you should shave his eyebrows, drop that in the chat right after you like the video. We appreciate all your feedback, and we'll definitely take that into consideration.
0: Yeah, Wayne, I see you with the question. Um, yeah, so Edric Houston will be live for. We'll be in yes, here. we in will it, be too. live. So we'll be here. Heartbreaker, or, or I guess was opposite a heartbreak, heartful. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. I don't know. It's the
1: opposite. Nigga, we're about to get a commitment. I don't know what you're talking about. It's about to be a fucking party. I don't know about you. It's raining here in Pittsburgh, but I don't need you raining on the rest of my fucking weekend. Buckeyes are getting another five-star this weekend. You heard it here first. Tune into that live. It's about to be a party. Make sure you have a drink for the live. So,
0: so since
1: Q's trying to ruin our weekend already, I'm just going to get us into these fucking defensive line interviews before he starts like talking about... like the pandemic or something. Jeez. Yeah, All right. So we got our guy Mitchell Melton. He was killing it last year at Jack during the spring. He said right now he's training 50, 50 between defensive line and Jack, something that we'll get into later in this show. Cause that was a hot topic uh, during these interviews uh, yesterday. Um, he said it was frustrating because he felt like he had a lot of momentum coming out of spring. So to go through that injury. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's great to hear that he's healthy right now and um, that he's getting reps between both Jack and defensive line.
0: No, 100% facts. Hopefully he's the predecessor to Edrick Houston. See what I did there? Yeah, I brought it back. But, um, yeah, man, <laughs> Mitchell Melton, um, obviously, uh, last season, he had a lot of hype, a lot of hype before the season. Um, for some reason, Jim Knowles thinks he's the only person who can play the Jack. Like, he, like, he walked in like hercules or something but um no definitely a lot of hype for him unfortunately he got hurt last season but excited to see what he could do and excited to see this actual jack position play with a guy who's a prototype for it like we said so glad to see he's back as he's moving around he's healthy knock on wood we've been healthy so far so let's try to make it through
1: camp and, and get through it yeah so I, got, I was thrown off a little bit, Dorne, uh when I was reading the show notes because I thought I had a bunch of good stats and good questions yeah. to talk about. But then I realized my third note about this interview was our beat. You know, these guys that have the opportunity to talk to the players with such limited – like the limited access that we have to this team, uh, the way they're tightening up information coming out of the Woody. And one of the credentialed members of the media used – their access to the team to ask, what is your favorite flavor Pop-Tart? <laughs> Man, the B
0: always will pull some... Like, I don't want to be mad because it's like you do want to... You, you want to try to get these guys comfortable so you can get, you know, questions
1: and like that. But it would be fine if they asked like, better questions. So uh, that... Exactly. So someone who's actually putting their uh, credential to good use, then followed up that idiotic question. I think it's a more reasonable question for us to ask everyone in the chat what their favorite Pop-Tart is. Like, let us know in the chat. Like, if you're doing a a YouTube stream, that would make sense something to ask. If you're asking one of the defensive linemen at Ohio State, I think you should come with a better question. Like, the guy who asked, who's his favorite roommate? And Uh. Mitch had an interesting question. He (laughs) said he hates this guy, Cody Simon. He might say his girlfriend. Is their best roommate. So <laughs> that actually got us a good funny answer. So I would just like them to, if you're going to try to be goofy, at least pull something good out of them. Like I do not give a fuck that Mitchell mountain, like s'mores, pop tarts like oh, you can so, everybody know
0: hey chad drop your favorite pop tart but everybody knows a strawberry man strawberry like
1: yeah, <laughs> there's strawberry one there's
0: water. one choice it's strawberry yeah i don't i don't know how it's made i don't want to but strawberry is the choice <laughs> it's absolutely made with
1: all-natural ingredients <laughs> yeah <laughs> never me. but yeah, uh do you know who
0: do you know who asked that question
1: bella was asking i, I don't know who
0: asked it no it <laughs> uh, doesn't surprise me like i don't mind a, a fun question that like lightens up the guy so you kind of get more comfortable they get them start talking but they will follow dumb questions with more dumb questions and then it'll be like 10 minutes it's like why well, am i watching this
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the next interview i want to get into is ty hamilton he had an emphasis on uh how deep this room is and then there was a theme with all of these interviews every single person talked about togetherness and playing like a unit and it not so it it didn't seem like it was like just coach speak it seems like something that they're really hammering home that this is about playing as a unit and it's not about chasing stats for one individual player and it was like I don't know if that's something that they felt was happening in the room last year or just something that Larry feels like with the expectations of this room really needs to be emphasized because you have two of the top five players in their recruiting class on the edge this year. I'm sure people are expecting them to be first round draft picks. Everyone's been telling them that they're going to be here for three years and then be top 15 picks in the NFL draft. So it seems like there's an emphasis on this room of being together and not chasing stats individually.
0: Um. Yeah, with a with a defensive line this talented and with this much depth. I mean, you don't, you don't mind it like that. Like last year, I wish there was a little more. <laughs> like, I'm going to go make a play because I don't know what's coming because some of these guys aren't exactly um, playmakers <laughs> out here with me. So when you have depth like this and obviously multiple guys, everybody just do their job, man. They do their job. And somebody's going to make the play. You don't have to worry about it. If you're Jack Sawyer, you end up getting a double team. You know JTT's on the other side. He's going to get there, or one of your defensive linemen inside is going to get there. Mike Hall has Tyleek. Tyleek is Mike Hall. They have Ty Wong, Ty Hamilton. Like You have all these guys who we know can play. So now it's like, all right, bet. If I just take care of my job, things will come my way. If not, somebody else is going to get it, and let's go wreck his entire D-line which is something you need. So definitely, the I think the pressure is actually pretty off on these guys because they're all so good. They're so deep and so talented. And it's like, let me just do my job and, and see what happens because I know somebody's going to make a play.
1: Absolutely. And a guy that, I mean, I know that there's a ton of talent there, but Jack, switching back from the Jack position, I feel like he feels like he needs to make – a statement this year now that he's playing mm-hmm. his natural position He noted in his interview that the interior was playing really well um, And then he just talked about his transition to He talked to Coach Day at the end of the last season And just said he wanted to play defensive end with his hand in the dirt And obviously that's something that we're going to see this year So I just wanted to get your thoughts about Jack moving from Jack to defensive end Um, Yeah, more
0: of his natural position He tried to fit in last year because Mitchell Meldon got hurt and obviously, it just wasn't. I mean, he still led the team in sacks, so it didn't, didn't perform badly. But sack <laughs> Sawyer, yeah. So it wasn't terrible. Like, like we like we try to like I guess we try to say like, oh man, he just really didn't perform last year. But also to what he came, what he came in with hype. Like he hasn't quite lived up to that yet. He's not quite been what we expect him to be. So it's good to hear that he's even making a level up, getting comfortable full time defensive end, and just gonna let him go play and do what he does naturally. He should be ready to go. And, honestly, we all said it. We expect him to lead the team with sacks again, but it kind of double the number he had before. So expect <laughs> him to be the best pass rusher on the team. I think Jack Story is primed for a big-time season. Cam has has said it over and over again. These defensive ends have been, have been done a disservice by the inside push they were getting last season, where the quarterback could just step up in the pocket, and at that point you're screwed. You're not getting to him before he gets the ball off. And we've seen it a million times, guys will be like a hair's length away and just couldn't get him because he has so much room to step up. So I think with a combination of great interior defensive line play, which helps him out, he should be able to get more and more sacks this season. And we will know, I think we'll know very early on, because remember that 2019 team, they were just wrecking shit in the, in the, um, when we were going through the non-conference schedule. They were just knocking stuff out and you're like, damn this pass rush is going to be elite. So I think we're going to know very early on, but I am have big excitement for Jack Sawyer.
1: Same. Hey, so something that he talked about and something that you could see that popped right off the screen when he started his interview was how much thinner he is. And it's noticeable just the second that he steps on camera. Um, he said that he lost 6% body fat this off season. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on the body transformation of Jack Sawyer as well. I'm Actually kind of surprised he was able to lose
0: 6% body fat because he almost looked like a robot last season where he was just a little too big, <laughs> hunked up with muscle. But um, I think we're seeing a little common theme here. It's like guys aren't exactly, because I remember Mar Abor, unfortunately he got hurt, but guys are playing a little lighter than they would normally do to be more <laughs> athletic because I think Zach talked about it. Yeah, he did talk about it in Menace. He said, you don't necessarily got to be 275 playing at defensive end. Um, you can be lighter and just be able to move and be athletic and go play. You don't necessarily have to be that big to be effective. So I think we're starting to see that a little bit across the board. Of um, We'll touch on it later, but Mike Hall with his weight, him, um, Amari Aboard, I know. So a couple of guys where they're just lighter and they're letting them just go play and be the athletic dudes they were in high school.
1: Absolutely. I think he's going to be flying around out there. We saw how quick – and he ac- he actually used the phrase he felt twitched up. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's no, like one of those banned words on here. Like, we start talking about Twitch Up. it's. I, I don't want to completely derail this, but we saw this in the group chat yesterday, and I have to bring it to the show. Our guy, Cam Brown, or our guy Rev, found a tweet from Cam Brown back in, what, 2020, saying that he thinks he's the fastest cornerback in America. And I think, would our guy run a 4-5 at the Combine? <laughs> After them telling us he ran a A (laughs) 4-2. So I don't know if I'm ready to buy the hype, but we did see our guy, Jack, looking twitched up his freshman year in the spring game flying around out there. He had something like five sacks. So to see him feel that he's uh, playing at the correct weight and feels like he's moving the best that he possibly can is exciting to hear.
0: Yeah, man, no, definitely excited. Man, this, this defensive line is just scary, man. I'm, I'm so excited for just to play. And just think, last time we had a dominant defensive line, it's been a couple of years now since Chase Young was leading the crew. And it's like, dang, it just, you make miss missing. It. It's like, man, I love when the defense – because that's really – when we're watching the game, that's all you see. So you're like, I hope you all get there because I don't know what's happening behind there. Somebody could be running wide open because you just can't see beyond the defensive line. So I'm ready to see them wreck up in HD guy, you know, pull my 55 inch screen out and just let them go ball. So,
1: you know, I'm excited. Yeah. So, uh, him, Jack came in with another top defensive end, uh, in his class, JTT, him, him and JTT were both top five players in that class. And, uh, one of the things that, uh, JTT mentioned during his interview was that their energy feeds off each other when they're on opposite sides and like they hype each other up and they're able to play off each other's energy. What are your expectations for those two guys just coming in so highly touted and now finally hitting the field together, both at the right position, both playing together on a defense that everyone projected to be one of Ohio State's best defenses when we saw this class that they brought in?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously we've waited what, three years now for this. We we knew. I don't think I did not know how good Mike Hall was going to be. I knew he was going to be good, but when he came in here, I was like, Damn, he might be the best divas alignment on the team." And he still has a chance. He still has a chance to do that. Obviously, got JTT competition, but with Ty Leak adding them in, it's just this defense alignment is all freak shows. Man, they're all athletic. They're they freaky athleticism along with like turning into really good players, and it's like with Jack Sawyer actually being what we think Jack Sawyer could be. And we have already seen JTT. I mean, that Penn State game was just pretty much a flash into what he can be if he can do it consistently. So hoping to see more consistently, consistency from him. But if Jackson can be more of what we think he can be, and JZT can replicate that on a week in, week out basis, man, it's a, it's a wrap. What, what are we talking about, bro? If you're a quarterback, I'd be I'd be like, yo, coach, I'm sick today. I'm not I'm not about to step out there having dudes run after me all all game. So that's what I would say. I'm like, damn, is the time for this defense line to go? We've typed him up for three years, four recruits, all right in the top top 100. I think except for Ty who who's like 130. So it's like, bro, it's time to have an Alabama defensive line where it's like, ah, shit, or a Georgia defensive line where it's like, ah, shit, we got to play against them, and they're about to wreck shit.
1: And I think one of the things that set those type of defensive line lines apart are the depth on that, and I want to get into some of the guys that are behind JTT and Jack, and Caden Curry's one of those guys that have We've had high expectations for another guy that we've seen wreck the spring game. He said he's up from two thirty eight to two sixty, and feels like he can still move like he's at two thirty eight. So, um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on Caden Curry, his body transformation. What do you think? Uh, having these depth pieces, and are you more comfortable with the um, the second line defensive ends on this defense this year compared to last year?
0: Yeah, so start start with death when we hopped into Kane Curry. You can't fuck this up. Like, <laughs> like as much as, as Larry last year, we're like, wow, you're, you're really fucking this up with, with guys who just the level. Because he talked about in the interview. He says, when he takes one guy, he puts one guy on the field. This has got to be fast. He's got to be athletic. He's got to be moving. He can't take another guy off who's not as fast. And I'm sitting here like, what? You did that all-Georgia game. You did that most of the Michigan game where you had two guys interior who weren't getting pushed, weren't flying around, and weren't the players of the two guys sitting behind them who you wouldn't really play. And, you know, we don't know the injury report, but that doesn't bail you out because these guys were suited up, ready to go pretty much every week. So now it's like, okay, our defensive line, the the first team and the second team, both are like, oh, shit. Like, these these dudes can all play. So – you can't mess it up really with the rotation we have. Everybody can play. Everybody we've seen have flash moments. You got guys like Ty Hamilton. Tywon Malone walks in. We wanted him three years ago. He's here now. And he looks like the dude we wanted three years ago. So the interior is, is straight. The outside, Kenyat Jackson, Caden Curry. who I'll touch into a second. But, yeah, you, you really can't mess this up. So I'm not scared of rotation at all now. Now let's see it play out on the field. And if – you know, guys aren't exactly what they were coming out of camp. Yeah, shorted it up a little bit, but right now I say let them go play because I feel like everybody, at least in this eight, maybe nine deep, can go. Um, but yeah, Kaden Curry, you talked about him coming in at two forty. He feels like he's two sixty now. Um, I'm excited for it, man. Kaden Curry flashed last season. You talk about Kingout Jackson had a lot of hype this offseason, season, but Kaden Curry was a guy on the field who was putting in work, and you're like, okay, like if we got him along with the dudes we already have. Like it's gonna make a scary D-line next season. So I'm excited for it. Of course, you want to see guys put in weight, put on weight, develop physically. So I think Caden Curry is here to I think he's actually gonna surprise where he ranks in the amount of sacks uh of, of total team. So
1: so one interesting nugget that came out of that interview uh was that week one matchup, he will be playing against his high school quarterback. He's Ooh. the starting quarterback in Indiana. So that'll be something to keep his eye on, see if uh keep your eye on watching the game see if he's able to get after his high school teammate. Um, let me
0: ask you Ron, where do you think Kaden Curry finishes on this team at sacks? Cuz I honestly think and it maybe I honestly think he's going to be top 4, maybe 3. Now, no. I think he I think he honestly might be 3. If he gets no. enough burn, like the way he was moving last season, and I know we we expect these dudes early on the early defensive line to go for crazy numbers. But I think Kaden Curry is on it. And If you was talking Kenny out of Jackson, I know he's getting a lot of hype. I think Kaden Curry is going to finish at least in the top four on sacks.
1: No, there will be three defensive ends and one defensive lineman with more sacks than him. Okay. One interior, one defensive tackle.
0: I'm telling you, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. So Kane I
1: Curry's would say, I would say five at best would yeah. be the I think highest.
0: There. All right, let me know and let me know in the chat. Do you think he finishes in the top four? Because I think he does.
1: So that takes us on to our next interview with Taiwan Malone said he's going to be playing mostly three tech and his relationship with Larry Johnson is what got him here after the transfer portal. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on that because there's a lot of criticism of Larry. People say he doesn't connect with the kids. It's mainly relationships with parents, but it seems like Taiwan Malone would have been here. If it wasn't for baseball, he went to the SEC to be able to play baseball. And when he was ready to truly lock in with football, he had that conversation with Larry Johnson and came up to Ohio State. So I just wanted to get your thoughts about that relationship, especially because that kind of runs counter to what we've heard as of recently about, you know, Larry Johnson's relationship building and how he attacks the parents And there may be a relationship lacking between him and the players. But every player that we talk to seems to trust the course and have a great relationship with Larry Johnson.
0: Yeah. And uh, right before I jump into that, we got 35 people in here on a Friday. Make sure y'all like that video. Share the video if you can. Bring somebody else in here. Let's get some more morning people going. You you got these (laughs) two who are not morning people in here. So. It's got to be easy for everybody else. So make sure y'all do that. appreciate you coming in here. Y'all been killing them the likes lately. Our, our videos have been going crazy. So just want to yeah, say, Yeah, let's it.
1: get the 50 likes today and drop some questions if you have them. Because we're going to do a mail, mailbag segment at the end. So yeah. if you got so, those yeah. questions, get them in there.
0: Yeah, y'all have been killing it. So just appreciate y'all. So yeah, Tywan Malone, obviously, we knew story coming out of high school. Thought we were going to get him. And then we, we dropped out. And it was kind of weird. It was like, hey, what happened? Because I thought we were really in for this guy, jersey guy, things like that. Obviously, he wanted to play baseball. Now he transferred back to play football. And Larry Johnson is just, he's good at building relationships. I I don't think that's ever been the problem with Larry. I think the, you know, the problem with the current recruiting cycle is there's so many other added things that is kind of out of the coach's control. And one, Larry's not a young guy. So he's not exactly, you know, making a lot of trips, you know, visiting guys at schools. He he gets them on campus and he really sells them and then he does a great job. But you think
1: Larry Johnson listens to Young Boy?
0: <laughs> Maybe when a recruit shows
1: up,
0: he's, like, get it all he's calling Larry Johnson Jr. Like, yo, who is that? Uh,
1: Johnson, I think Larry said, Larry did up. say, <laughs> Larry did say in his interview today that Dirk's better. So, if you were
0: wondering. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, no, I think, I think Larry gets a lot of, I, I would say, undeserved Christmas a little bit. But also, too, I mean, you got to work the trail as hard as you can. But I think he's great at building relationships. I think that's what he's a master of. He he talked about how he does it with the parents. I think he does it with the kids, too, because kids always say Larry Johnson, Larry Johnson. Why'd you pick this school? Well, Larry Johnson really sold me on it. So I think he does a great job. I just think the game is moving pretty fast to where that relationship and actually building it is almost just as important as some other things. So. No, more, more shroud to Larry. He got Taiwan back. And remember, man, we, remember we talked about this on the show? I had no clue we were getting Taiwan Malone. I thought, ain't a chance of hell. He came here and he left and was supposed to go to Florida, I think it was. And I'm like, ain't no chance in hell we're getting Taiwan. We ain't serious about football. I was on Larry ass for that. And then he was like, Taiwan Malone's coming. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I'm sorry, Larry. I'm sorry, Larry. Not Larry.
1: Not- had to spin <laughs> yeah. back and apologize.
0: That. I, we are serious about football. So, yeah, no, he got him here. And I'm definitely excited about that.
1: Yeah, he said this is one of his first – this is the first offseason that he's fully been able to focus on football and he's not thinking about, you know what I mean, Uh, making sure he's getting reps swinging a bat after practice as well. And then he also said that he's confident as a run stopper and wants to improve as a pass rusher. So I feel like if he feels like he's already a confident run stuffer at uh, three-tech, and he just needs to learn to run the pass, rush the passer. We have plenty of people that can rush the passer, especially guys like uh, Tyreek Williams, Mike Hall, that can really get after the quarterback from the interior. So if we know that we have that run stuffer, I think that's a big add for our defense.
0: Yeah, and two, just imagine him, you know, sitting next to Tyreek. You got to do this three twenty. I think Taiwan's probably, what, like 306, 307, right? Some something, something around that. I know they say 305, but they're exactly 305. So that's two dudes over 300 pounds can move. Like, bro, when they're on the field, ain't no running the ball against us, Or it better, be, it better be no running in the interior. Like, I, I've waited so long because when we play teams like UGA, and you're just like, you're just not running against it. Like, I want that defense where it's just like, well, you're not running against it. You're not running successfully. You got to try something else and then go for it from there. So I'm excited to see these two guys and Mike Hall, those top three, Ty Hamilton, let me give him credit to, and just go crazy on this interior. No running the ball, get after the passer, and let's see what we can do.
1: Yeah, I think Taiwan Malone was a great add to this class. um, They talked to Ty Leek yesterday. He said he's feeling good and healthy, but he was nicked up uh, there last week. He had tweaked something with his knee, but – said he's out there feeling good playing um and he said he's glad it happened earlier in camp than at the end so he's ready to go for week one so it really doesn't sound like he's going to be missing too much time he definitely looked noticeably thinner in his uh in his press conference so i know that conditioning has been an issue for him so it seems like mick is really working to get him right and he does look like um he took this offseason seriously and his uh body looks good and then again he hammered home the point that everybody did in these interviews was an emphasis on togetherness and that the sacks are not an individual stat. It's a group stat. It doesn't matter. Like, and Larry gets to it in his interview, and we're going to probably just jump right into Larry. Um, He emphasized in his interview that it doesn't matter if they get a sack and it's someone on the, uh if it's Jack and JTT got uh triple team, it's part of the scheme. So if someone's taking on a double team, a triple team, and everyone else is able to get free, then they're still all winning because it's about playing within the scheme and being able to play as a unit. So I think that seems like something they're really hammering home in that room. So do you think maybe last year that they felt like people were chasing stats, or do you think that's just a overall mentality that Larry wants to hammer home?
0: Um, I think it's an overall mentality. I don't think guys are particularly chasing stats or whatever, because everybody's hype when you, when you make a defensive play. Everybody's hype when there's a fumble and they get the ball. So it's, it's enough that where you grind with these guys 24-7 that you're happy when somebody else, you know, makes a play and the team makes a play, because that's what's most important. Um, stepping back to Ty Leak as, as you open with, my guy from Manassas VA, right down the street, you see the school out the window, um, it, it's time for Tyleek to step in the star status, man. Uh, I am so ready for the, like, you know, we haven't had, a, you know, Jalen Carter or a long time with guys like that. That should be Tyleek Williams. Everybody said it. He looks good. He looks swole. He looks healthy. He looks ready to go. I need to see, you know, ESPN doing cutups where Tyreek's taking on double teams, still beating his man, killing centers, beating his guy, getting sacks. Like it's time for Tyleek Williams to be a fucking star. Like that that's what we need to go. This dude has first round potential. He's got everything you would you would want a defensive tackle to have. I'm ready to see this dude ball out. We've seen it from Mike Hall, we've seen it from JT, we've seen Jack Soren have their flashes. It's high league. We we've seen it so long ago it's like, okay, like we know what this guy can do, but we haven't seen him take over really since what that that Akron game. Like we'll see him make a play every now and then, but I'm talking about you have the talent to take the fuck over and dominate on this defensive line. That's what I want to see from Ty Lee. That should be the mentality just walking out. Like, I'm the best player on the field because no reason he can't be the best player on defense. I'm the best player on the field. Fuck it. Let's go. So I'm ready to see him back. I'm super excited for him. As far as Larry and this defensive line, man, it's just, its just like I said, it's so much talent. These dudes are ready to go. The mentality sounds good. The team atmosphere sounds good. The mentality is what's most important. So I just want the guys to go out and dominate.
1: Yeah, so he said he his biggest challenge to this unit was to stay healthy, and I'm like, I don't know how much they can really control that if some 300-pound yeah. person falls on your knee and snaps it. There's only so much you can control there, but it seems like he has an emphasis. I think that was more of a, a nod to make sure you're taking care of your body, you're getting your treatment, you're eating right, you're staying fit, you're stretching, doing all of that shit because... It's important to have all of them out there.
0: (laughs) Do the little things. Yell good in the morning. You know, all that.
1: That's what I'm saying. He did he did mention a couple guys specifically. He talked about Mike Hall. Um said he's playing at 275. You Hmm. we talked about that in the pre-show. Um he said that it's fine and he's comfortable with it, but he did kind of slip in there. I'd like him at two eighty five, so we'll see how that plays out this year. But that—I mean—he's a physical freak. I don't have any doubts in his strength. If Mike Hall thinks he's best playing at two seventy five, I trust it.
0: Yeah, they rush in the passer. He'd probably be crazy to try to, to deal with. I—I want to say—and everybody was—was was Mike Hall at like two ninety last year? Did he just lose
1: weight? I swear he was, or maybe he was like two eighty. Yeah, he was, was like two eighty. Yeah, like, like I think so. he slimmed down a little bit. He said okay. he's in the best, sh- best shape of his life, um, and Larry said that the rotation is going to depend on how everyone develops here in these last couple weeks. He said it's about not only having the best guys out there, but making sure that they're healthy and have a motor by the end of the season and not burning a guy out 90 snaps early in the season because he, he looks good out there.
0: Yeah, I mean he has no reason to do that, but a hey, high leak Mike, they better get 40 at least. Like, <laughs> get 40 stuff. We don't need 90, but we 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 need the line share. But yeah, no, Mike Hall. We all know he's a freak show. If he says these folks good at 275, hey, who am I to question it? Hey, man, go be a great player. So I'm I mean, I'm excited for it. Um, and obviously it's so much depth that man, I'm just it's gonna be crazy to see like the D line look freaky when the when the starters are out you just got backups just flying around. So I mean, it's definitely exciting. We got the depth. We got the guys to do it. Let's
1: go get it. Yeah. So um, the biggest topic, and I know everyone's favorite takeaway, is the Jack position. Larry put an emphasis on the Jack in defensive end are not the same position. They're different positions. He called the Jack position a linebacker. But he also did say he's glad to have Jack Sawyer back at defensive end. So um, I just wanted to get your thoughts Um on Larry's distinction between the two. And do you think Larry Johnson likes this Jack position or is he like, give me my two fucking defensive ends with their hand in the dirt and let's play football and keep that gimmicky shit in the big 12. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's like,
0: yeah, I don't think Larry was one of his guys playing Jack because his guys are significantly health, uh significantly bigger for the most part, playing defensive end and their true defensive ends, because that's just how he recruits. You gotta go get a guy who's actually supposed to be a jack. And like we didn't go get Desai McCullough. You know, we got a couple guys in now where they're young to actually play that position. Larry's guys, you can't just take them from defense end and like, oh, we got this new jack position now. Like, hell with all that. Give him his the two defensive ends. And don't break it if it if it, if it it wasn't broken before. You have two guys who can go play. So I don't think Larry's a, a fan of that with his particular guys because he knows what they're supposed to be and what kind of NFL players are going to be. So, yeah, I don't think he's too much a fan of what happened with Jack Sawyer last year. But do we need – I mean, do we need a Jack? We didn't use it last year. The defense would have been fine if it wasn't – the secondary play wasn't so damn bad. So I don't think we need it. Obviously, if that's our best players or their best positions as defense and having to play defense in. And then when you have a dominant jack, when you have a—I um, don't even know who a dominant jack would be—but a Baron Browning type walk in the facility, and it's like, oh shit, okay, well this guy's a freak show. Let's go use him at that. Then I'm, then, I'm cool with it. But until then, when your best players, best positions are
1: defensive end, play him at the end. Absolutely. So that that gets us into our mailbag segment. Our first mailbag question this week was about LJ. You watched the interview right before the show started. Yeah, was Larry upset during the interview? Did he seem annoyed? That was from our guy Chris Drew. Was Larry <laughs> sick of questions about the Jack? Was he sick of the beat? Did he seem irritated? Bro, Larry is probably always
0: irritated. And remember how how long has Larry been doing this for? Like like longer than I've been time. watching
1: Ohio State football. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: double, double, He's been coaching forever. Yeah, man. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he was short-answered. He was like, oh, that's not exactly a great question. So I can't blame Larry for that. He was probably just like, let me answer this and get up out of here. They're going to ask the same questions they would asked since spring because you're not going to have any new questions. There's only one new player really in the rotation. So and he was just like, yeah, I'm trying to get out of here. So, I agree with my guy, Chris Drew, big Chris Drew. Shout out to him. But, yeah, man, um, he was he was short-winded. He was a little bit like, yeah, I can't wait to get out of here.
1: So our guy, Terry, had another good question. Um, He wanted to get uh, predictions on most receiving yards, I believe. Yes, most receiving yards and most touchdowns this year for the Buckeyes. So shout out to Terry for your prediction. Does your bookie have this
0: available? Uh, Let me see. (laughs) So shout out to Terry for the question. I appreciate you. Um, Most receiving yards... I'll go with a Mecca. I think I think Marvin's gonna get the first line share of the defensive game plan. I think a Mecca is gonna go stupid this season. I mean, he looks explosive. Man, that bro, that one-handed catch crazy on, on the highlight. If you ever seen that, go check out Ohio State Football. They posted it That joint. He just I don't know, bro. He just looks more explosive. He looks more freaky. He obviously let's not run his legs into the mud. That will not help then nobody's going for most receiving yards because the three guys are going to be burnt out again. So let's not do that, but I think it will be a mecca for most receiving yards.
1: I agree. I think uh, a mecca for receiving yards, too. I think Marv's going to see a ton of double teams. I feel like uh, the slot has always done historically well in Ryan Day's system, so I feel like he's going to be tearing it up. And if his legs are fresh, he may be a bigger yak guy this year than he was last year.
0: Yeah, no, he, and he, was, he was a seven point, what seven point four after catch last year, which is, which is crazy. <laughs>
1: and touchdowns,
0: but um, so this is on the team who's gonna have the most.
1: Mm. I think this is receiving touchdowns oh, out touchdowns. of the receivers.
0: I would still go with Mar for touchdowns because his ball skills are so great. When we get into obviously the red zone, you know, Brown may just be like, "Hey, he's out there somewhere. Fuck it." <laughs> just throw, it, just because that's—I mean—that's all he had to do. He came down with everything, pretty much. He never really lost one-on-one when the ball was in the air. So, I would go with Marv. Um, yeah, that's probably who I would go with. I think he'll get the most uh, targets inside the red zone, and that would be the guy.
1: I think Emeka is going to break more touchdowns. I just feel like he's going to see so many touches. I think it's going to be—I think Emeka is going to lead the team in touchdowns and yards next year. It, it might just, be Cade Stover, to be honest. Well, that was fun having Q on the show. One day he'll learn to start logging into to his actual account, I, so I can't do this. It,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just let you hang your moment in the sun. <laughs> I don't did. wish
1: don't wish that on us. If
0: P I leads did. us a touchdown, there's something something went wrong. <laughs> Nothing went wrong. I got the power as well. Y'all think? This is spaces out here. <laughs> oh, no! Uh, you, did... <laughs> you hit the wrong <laughs> there I There we tried. go. I tried. <laughs> oh, but you know, case number without be leading us. In...
1: <laughs> <laughs> in so, yeah, that, we had a couple from Twitter. We have uh, our guy Wayne had a couple for us in the chat. And if there's any more, we will go ahead and get to those if you want to throw them in the chat now uh what did you think of how lj handled the jack question man lj is probably like i'm t- <laughs> he's so tired of asking about fucking jack
0: <laughs> like look y'all god damn it stop there is no jack <laughs> especially
1: because like every time they bring up the jack they're like yeah we didn't really use that in the spring and then they're like yeah, we really haven't touched on that in fall camp yet. They ain't using that position this year. Like Mitchell Mellon's gonna come in and have some plays like where he does it. But like, bro, if LJ gets his way, which I think he will, he's gonna have four traditional defensive ends on the field. Or er, four of them are gonna be in the rotation two at a time.
0: Yeah, he's probably like he probably probably was like, what happened to the fucking
1: bullet? <laughs> like, it just, just doesn't exist. Sounds good. All it's these goofy good. ass names for <laughs> positions,
0: He, start, he start coming up names for himself. I call it the blazer. That's Jack's corner position. <laughs> the tank. That's the JTT. Fucking, it just coming up with his own names. Basically, so, you know what? You know what I miss? What happened to the
1: cash position?
0: Bro, with Jim Knowles, was that um, – I don't know. I'm
1: trying to get a cash position if yeah, anyone bro. knows where I can get one of them.
0: But <laughs> Knowles at Oklahoma State, like he said, he would get one solid middle linebacker and then one dude who could run, the dude who could run, played the cash position. So I guess that would be technically Steel Chambers, C.J. Hicks on this squad. But they don't have that name no more. And I was like, well, that shit was actually cool. Like, I want to show up and be like, yo, I played a cash position. You know what I'm saying? See ball, get ball. So if you, Imagine if we, pulling up on
1: campus uh, – with your team issued gear, and someone asked you what position you play, what? cash, cash position. <laughs> I'm telling you. get up! That's the move right there. I better about... hide your chick if the cash walk in the class. <laughs> I'm, if
0: I'm Steel Chambers, I'm knocking on gymnos door. Like, bro, you ain't tell him about the cash. You talk about the man? <laughs> <laughs> the, fucking,
1: the robber. If there's a position or... called cash, man. My boy yeah. Steel Chambers is not playing it. That's going to C.J. Higgs. Yeah, the invisible man position. Tell him about the fucking cash
0: position, man. I'm trying to get some hype. Notoriety, so that's that's what position they need to be
1: asking about. Our guy Wayne had another question How many shutouts this year over under two? I'm gonna hit you with the Johnny manzel Damn, yeah,
0: Wayne. Zero, you don't like that. Like, I, I like where your energy's at. Um, I'll go under, maybe we get one. I, mean, I don't expect to beat my ass like that, especially to uh when it gets late in games team score so oh, will chat let me know are we over under two i was i would put i will say maybe we got a chance to get one this year. I would love to see us actually get one so i I'll say we get one but that's still under two
1: same I'm definitely taking the under i don't i don't know if we get any to be completely honest because. Tackling gets fucking tricky when you get those young guys out there. If they got a first string running back running in the fourth quarter, man, this man's running for pride at this point trying to get on the board. (laughs) And they seem to always break something ugly late. So I don't know, man. Keeping them and then and then you get them pity field goals. A shutout is just so hard, man.
0: (laughs) I don't know, man. Shit, I, I'm just saying, hey, can we can we keep teams under 50, over-under? <laughs> like, that's all I'm worried about. God, they'll have a goal to score fucking 40 points and give us a chance to win offense. So I'm more worried about that. But, yeah, man, shout-outs shout are, shout are hard. All I got to do is kick a field goal.
1: Oh, man, field goals are a sens- sensitive subject around here. <laughs> Still recovering. That's something that we're going to be talking about next week, our worst loss. and where, where do you think that one ranks, Q, on your list?
0: Um, man, it's not the top for me because of what I expected going into that game. So I have a couple, I have a couple gyms gems that people remember. I won't give them away now, but uh, I would probably say like three, maybe like three or four.
1: <laughs> I During that moment, I watch, I'm sitting there watching the play and I'm so locked into the game and he misses that field goal. And then I look down on my phone and see that the clock had just hit zero and it was midnight and the new year had started. And I was just like, bro, welcome to 2023. Like this has to be a good year because we're starting off low, like the bar for making this a better year. Like it is one minute into the year and I'm ready to fucking punch someone.
0: I'm sitting there. So. Well, when we, we my girlfriend to um this um these people house they had a super nice house. First of all, there's a Georgia fan there. Of course, at all plays over J random Georgia fan. You know I'll give him credit, he was cool, but like literally Midnight's counting down. You know you got to deliver a kiss at midnight. And I'm looking, I'm like, shit. Did you kiss like, the Georgia fan?
1: It's like 11 11- <laughs> Yeah, what? congratulations
0: on your win. <laughs> like I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, bro, if I don't get upstairs, I'm getting my ass kicked. I get upstairs, I got the game in my hand on my cell phone. I'm looking, I'm like, bro, he's really about to kick this shit at midnight because somebody, there was like a little injury or whatever. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. So <laughs> fucking, he kicks it like right at midnight. All I see is actually go wide left. And now I gotta deliver a kiss, and I'm like, bro, I have no feeling in my body. I have to loosen this. This is about to be terrible. Your so, girl think, looking
1: for a kiss at midnight, and you're like, I need a hug, bro. I don't <laughs> like,
0: want like, to kiss anybody right now. So oh, fucking go man. home. Oh my god. But Awful yeah, man. start
1: of the year, but we're off to better things. Look how <laughs> look how bright the future is. Man, we can't get no worse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's too funny. Absolutely.
1: But that's it. All we have for questions. Um, I know we got a big weekend ahead of us, Buck IBS on Sunday in Edric Houston live stream. Is that tomorrow? Um, I
0: think so. I will I will yeah. double check. I'm pretty sure it's um you know better. Chat, let us
1: know. Is that Edric Houston commitment Saturday or Sunday? We're gonna be live either way. Um, but we're definitely gonna be doing that. What do you got going on this weekend, Q? Big big weekend in these
0: streets nah man you know me i'll be at the crib you know hanging out now nah, i got my um i got my certification test i gotta get my things ready to move so me and jay book can go be neighbors so gotta get that about to gotta be a that.
1: certified thoughty. shout out to my boy q <laughs> chill out. making it official
0: i'm chill out what y'all got going on this week oh they say the 22nd so
1: we got a few it's days Sunday, yeah we got a couple days on that yeah. so we're off tomorrow it's a quiet day on the channel Wow, fine, you know, day off. Look, y'all, we work hard. We barely have a day off,
0: but we, we do get one every now and then. So we, uh, it's Tuesday, it's the Tuesday 22nd. So we'll be ready for that. But um, if y'all got any more questions, let us know real quick before we get out of here. But again, man, um, I just want to give y'all a shout out. Y'all have been killing it lately. The amount of likes on this video has gone crazy. Y'all have really been doing a thing. And like I said, this is all our channel. You know, me and Ron can't do this without y'all. So appreciate y'all showing up every day <clears throat> bringing the energy it's 8 a.m i know everybody's like damn it's early need something to wake me up need something to give us juice hopefully we can do that for you each and every morning because we're having a great time doing this it's like mm-hmm. i gotta look behind the window at 7 30 me and ron are in here like oh dear juice We're like what do What do we sign up for but 8 a.m
1: y'all show up Energy's good. boom so,
0: the second yeah, i see
1: those like, numbers start ticking up on the line i'm <laughs> like all right, I'm awake. This is, this is all the yeah. coffee I need in the morning. <laughs> oh,
0: facts, man. We, we try and do our Chris Drew impersonation. He used to be at 5 a.m. with energy off
1: the wall. So we, we try. Trying. Trying I'm, trying trying in, in, uh, I'm not trying to do that at all. Wake up at 5 in the morning. I am good on that. But Q, I think we're all out of questions. Let the people know where they can find you. I'm getting ready to start my weekend because this is my last piece of work <laughs> before it is officially the weekend for your boy.
0: Yeah, man. So obviously, if you want to find me on Twitter, City Boy Quentin, not hard to find. Find Josh on Instagram, Minor League Films on TikTok, uh, Minor League Films on YouTube. I just watched Blue Beetle, so I'm going to drop the um, review for that probably coming out today. So if you want to check that out, that's all where you can find me. Ron, where can they find you at?
1: You can find me on this channel every Monday through Friday for this show, The Buckeye Roast at 8 a.m. You can find me on Sundays for Buckeye BS with my boy Q. Uh, Mike and Cam every Sunday at 10 and then you can find me on Twitter at 2 underscore T-E-E-S that's two T's on Twitch at the same thing on TikTok it's two shysty and we appreciate everyone spending their morning with us and I hope you all have a great weekend. Go Bucks! See you Sunday <laughs> with Disrespect to Indiana on in time